Hello, I'm Sophia Young, and this is Just the Nameless Podcast, a podcast for the nameless who yearn for God. Uh, This uh, podcast, I am going to talk about uh, people in the Bible who literally have no names, like the, the, the Samaritan woman at the well, um, she comes to mind, or those who have a name like Hagar, but their social status makes them a side story, but we see God coming in to, to center them, uh, to say, I see you. And hopefully through exploring these people and their stories, we can hear God say to us, I see you. Um, But today, I wanted to share with you from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 3. Jesus says, The sheep recognize his own voice, and they come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run from the stranger because they don't know his voice. The thief's purpose is to kill and steal and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So seven years ago, I started to feel what's called gender dysphoria. Um, this is something that trans people feel often, um, not every trans people, but uh, a lot of us do. And I heard it put this way. Imagine any euphoria that you felt in your life, any euphoric feeling. The word dysphoria would be the opposite of that. And imagine that someone is living with dysphoria, meaning Their daily, moment-by-moment existence is defined by the opposite of whatever is euphoria. Then then you're kind of scratching at the surface of what gender dysphoria feels like. Um, So when I first began to feel this in earnest uh, was when I turned 30. And you know, it's interesting, a couple weeks ago on Twitter, um, somebody asked... Um, it, it was a Christian. They asked, like, when did you first started to realize that you were uh, gay or lesbian or trans or bi or queer? And, you know, some people replied to that tweet, and a lot of people were saying around the age of 30. So I remember, like, I replied to them saying, me too. And maybe 30 years is about as long as someone can take suppressing who they are, uh, whether they're doing it consciously or subconsciously. Um, And after 30 years, maybe the mind just says, I've had enough. And um, I think that might have been the case for me because when I look back on my childhood, there are certain moments where I have felt gender dysphoria. There are moments where I have felt uh, different. But um, I think I did a good job of just ignoring it and hiding it because. I didn't even know that uh, being transgender was a thing. And everywhere I went, um, what was reinforced was, you know, you're a boy. Like, boys boys act like this, not like that. And uh, be a man or, you know. So all in all, it took me about two to three years to accept myself. Um, 
at first I, I started to hate myself whenever I was triggered. Um, you know, it, it's like, it was torture. Like I love movies and every time I see any movie or TV show, anytime there's a female character up on screen, the dysphoria would be triggered. Um, anytime I see like a little little girl on the street or a church or whatever, I would feel like, oh my God, you don't know how lucky you are. And you probably will never appreciate how lucky you are that you were born a girl, um, you know. And yes, I knew that 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 patriarchy is still a messed up thing in our world and women are still you know relegated to second class status um even so i was thinking it's still a freaking privilege that you were born a girl and you don't know how lucky you are and you would never know how lucky you are because you're probably not trans so that would just drag me down and and every time i would feel that i felt i felt like like what's wrong with you I felt like and then so I went into this period of intense prayer um and and counseling and in my prayer time I remember one time saying to God God tell me to stop just tell me to stop thinking this way tell me that it's a sin Tell me I'm a dirty, rotten sinner and tell me to stop this. And the reason why I prayed that way is because the only thing for about two to three years that I would hear God say to me was, I am with you. I am with you. And of course, the phrase I am ties in with, um, you know, his name, I am who I am. And you know, uh, when, when he revealed his name to Moses at the burning bush. Also, when Jesus, especially in the Gospel of John, has those I am statements, you know, I am the sheep, uh, sorry, I am the shepherd, uh, I am the bread of life, I am the light of the world. So I, all I heard was in response to my prayers and struggling was, I am with you. And I, and I said, Holy Spirit, like, there's no way you can say that. There's no way you can be okay with me being trans. There's no way that you're willing to just sit here with me and tell me that I am in your presence. There's no way that your grace is still with me. Stop saying that you're with me. Stop saying that you're on my side because I was brought up to believe that God, you're not on my side. And, and it scared me to death to think that I was now the enemy. I was now the deplorable. I was now the abomination. I was now, but I was confused because I'm like, I can still hear the Holy Spirit. I still love Jesus as much as I used to. Um, I, I got born again when I was 13. And that relationship that I've had with Christ, it, it, it was still there. And in fact, during this time of prayer and struggling, God's presence felt more intimate. God's presence felt more comforting, more full of grace, more, I felt more in the depth of his love. And he wouldn't say anything else to me in prayer. He would only say, I am with you. And I got to the point where I said, God, I don't even know what that means anymore. I mean, theologically, I get it. But, but, but you keep saying the same thing to me and it's not sinking in. So I said, God, you got to tell me to stop. Just tell me I'm a sinner. Let's get this over with. And then I just hear, I am with you. I am with you. I am with you. And 
after that, I went to a Bible conference, um, and I, I was in seminary, and I chose a, a, a scripture conference to attend as part of a class. And it was an elective class, and I chose it because. And, and by the way, this this um, this theology conference happens every year, but the topic changes. And it just happened to be that at this time, um, when I needed to take a class to f- fulfill my um, my degree, uh, the theme of that annual conference was on the scriptures. And I thought, I need to go to this because I need to wrestle with scripture. What is scripture saying about this, about what I'm going through, about what I'm feeling? And at that conference, they had a, a, um, a booksellers come out and, and selling books. I'm browsing, you know, and I see this book from an evangelical Christian psychologist. And the book is called Understanding Gender Dysphoria. I picked that up real quick. I read it. And I was like, I was highlighting almost every page. Like, yes, this is me. This is me. That's how I feel. That's how I think. Yes, that's me. Yes, I love God the way the way this is describing, the way the testimonials in this book is saying. Um, and one thing that I learned from that book was he didn't choose this. The author says, when I counsel people who are uh, going through, uh, who experience gender dysphoria, he says, the first thing I tell them is, you didn't choose this, and God knows that. That set me free. And some people might say, oh, that was, I disagree with that. That was lulling you into a false sense of security. Um, no. I hear my shepherd's voice. I know what he's been saying to me for the past two years, saying, I am with you. I know what he heard. I know, I know what I heard when I begged him to tell me I'm a sinner to, and, and begged him to tell me to stop. I know what I heard the Holy Spirit say to me. He said, I am with you. And he was drawing me deeper into his presence, deeper than I've ever known before. And to hear this therapist say, you didn't choose this. I knew that was true because it rang true for me because I didn't choose this. I, I prayed for God to take it away. I prayed for God to, you know, think, thinking about it, it's kind of sad. It's, it's like, um, can you imagine your child coming to you and say, oh, you know, mom, dad, tell me I'm a dirty, rotten sinner and kick me out of your house. That, that, like, what most parents would say, like, child, like, don't say that. We would never do that to you. What are you talking about? We love you. And, and unfortunately, there are parents who do that. They reject their uh, LGBTQ child. But God won't. Uh, in the Psalms, it says, though my mother and father uh, forget me or abandon me, uh, God will never abandon me. Uh, and so that, that sense of God never abandoning you is what I was hearing when I would pray and God would say to my heart, I am with you. And so in, in reading that book, which, which was a miracle to me, and in that book, uh, Understanding Gender Dysphoria um, by Mark Yarhaus, uh, it came out that year. So it was a brand new book, right at the time when I was wrestling with this thing. And to hear, you didn't choose this. Um, that kind of opened the door for me to realize that I still hear my shepherd's voice and a stranger's voice I will not follow uh, because I know the difference between God's voice and a voice that is not God's. And um, so that got me 
uh, 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 to pay better attention when in prayer I would hear God say, I am with you. And through that process, I discovered, um, uh, um, you know, uh, Vicki Beeching. She's a Christian. She was a Christian uh, worship artist who came out as lesbian. Uh, there's Matthew Vines who started, who wrote a book called God and the Gay Christian. And he started an organization called um, the, the Reformation Project, which began, I think, the same year. Um, or at least the planning of that began the same year that I started to feel gender dysphoria. So by the time I went to that conference, it was like the second conference or something like that. And there I met, I met one of my best friends in the whole world. Um, I felt God's presence like never before. I, I still remember the communion we took. That was the most intimate, restorative, life-giving communion I've ever taken part of in my whole life. And I still miss it. Um, and the band, worship band, was singing a song by a band called The Many, and they were singing a song called You Belong Here. It's a communion song, and it was so healing. Um, and to see others who were being comforted by the Lord. So um, I want to encourage you, um, don't be afraid. To know that it's God speaking to you. Don't be afraid to hear God's voice just because you might be afraid that, you know, the devil might trick you into following his voice. Jesus assures us that we will not follow anyone else besides Jesus, the shepherd. And, you know, it says that Jesus calls us by name. He knows us. He knows your true name, your real name. And he's the one who walks before you. He's the one who walks before us. He's actively wanting to speak your name. He's actively wanting you to follow him out into adventure, out of the, um, the holding ground or, or the, um, the holding pen, so to speak. Um, yes, the holding pen was a place of safety for us at one time. But the Lord says, don't be afraid. I'm, I'm leading you out to somewhere. I'm taking you to green pastures. I'm taking you out into adventure. I'm taking you out into abundant life. Follow my voice. Follow my footsteps. I am with you. You didn't choose this. I am with you. I am with you. But God, really? Yes, I am with you. All that I am. Is with you. God is love. All that God is is with you. God gave himself up for us. All that God is is with us, is with you. He is the good shepherd. And he calls you by your name. Um, let's have faith and trust in his goodness. Uh, let's trust the, the words that he's saying to us in our hearts. Um, let's not be afraid to be loved, um, to receive his love, to receive his grace. And yeah, that's my prayer for you this week, that we would not be afraid to follow his voice down into abundant life. So that was our first episode. Um, I hope it blessed you. Um, please remember, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Just the Nameless. 
And please um, like and share and subscribe. See you next time.